Welcome to Don't Box Me In, the show that features conversations with people from all walks of life, talking about their extraordinary experiences and inspirational messages. Now, here's your host, Lana Reed. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Lana Reed, and welcome back to this week's edition of Don't Box Me In. Today's topic is communication, communication, communication. We're talking peaceful, nonviolent communication. And there are many benefits in all areas of our lives for this type of communication. In families, we will see that it reduces family conflicts and sibling, sibling rivalry. In schools, it improves classroom teamwork. And in your personal relationships, it deepens your emotional connections. My guest today has been teaching and using Dr. Marshall Rosenberg's compassionate communication for over a decade. It is a style of nonviolent communication that helps people to exchange the information necessary to resolve conflicts and differences peacefully. It increases consciousness for communication, connection, compassion, and forgiveness, not only for others but for yourself. My guest today, fittingly named Rick Goodfriend, has spent 12 years teaching others how to improve their relationships with others through communication. And I'm so glad he's making time to communicate with us today. So glad to have him on the show and extend a very warm welcome to Rick. Rick, welcome to Don't Box Me In. How you doing? Uh, (laughs) Good, good to have you there, Mr. Goodfriend. I was just cracking up. I love your energy and what's coming out, and it's great to be here today. We're going to have a nice show. Oh and yeah, we're going to we're going to have a good time. We're going to have a good time. I try to I try to tell people that it's just like two people sitting on the couch getting to know each other. So hopefully we'll have a good time communicating with each other today. Amen. Yeah, right. That should be cool. <laughs> so Rick, you teach something called compassionate communication. Um, Tell us, what exactly is that? Well, I think it's like, uh, you know, we talk about dysfunctional communication or dysfunctional family or friendship. or I think it's being able to be able to be really honest and trusting in our communication and not I- using shame, blame, guilt, fear, which is what we usually use in our, communi- in our communication. <laughs> Okay, okay, because I know sometimes, you know, our default mechanisms when we're talking to people, you know, we kind of go at an angle of our own perspective, and and sometimes our words come out, and we're missing the mark on the impact that we're trying to have. So, like, for example, you know, you might have um, a a boyfriend or girlfriend, a husband and wife, you know, they're having an argument about something, and one of the partners is trying to express their point, and trying to get their partner to to understand the point that they're making, but they're coming from a place of anger and frustration, and that comes across in their tone, and it it disables the part the other partner to receive the message and probably, you know, uh, relieve the situation or the tension that they're in. So um, I can see where you know you need to kind of you know those are I guess would be examples of dysfunctional communication, and and where Rick steps in and kind of helps people have more productive communication styles and. You you know, um, a much happier relationships with people. Yeah, I I agree with that totally. And I, I call it listening a little bit harder before mm-hmm. I speak. I want to listen before I speak and say what's on my mind. Mm-hmm. I want to hear what the other person has to say first because 
in a way, they're not going to be able to hear what I have to say. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like just the opposite of the way we communicate mm-hmm. because we want to get our stuff out first and, and be heard and understood. But the other person is not ready to do that. So the way I'm going to do it is I'm going to listen to you first. I'm going to hear what you have to say, and then I'm going to empathize, too, that you're understanding that I'm understanding what you have to say. Okay. Okay. And then the person, then the person runs out of things to say because they've been heard, they've been listened to. So I have no reason to be mad anymore. Okay, well, you've you, you've listened to me. You you've understood what I said, and you know I don't have. You've kind of defeated my frustration bubble here with all of that. That's exactly what happens. It's, <laughs> it's, it's amazing because we're building trust without even saying it. We're building more trust, and the honesty starts really coming out. When I'm offering somebody empathy, they go so deep, and they say, "Wow, I don't believe I." said all that I said, but mm-hmm. I tell them, you know, I tell them sometimes, I tell them, well, we built a, a mode of trust, and we really were talking and, and getting deeper, and that's the way, that's the way I want to speak to somebody, get deeper and understand where they're coming from, and eventually, maybe I don't have anything to say anymore, you know, <laughs> I've heard everything I'm needed to hear from my friend or co-worker or a customer, and I might not have to, have to say anything because they already understand what I was going to say. And awesome. it's just amazing that the trust has itself. Awesome, awesome. Now, you've mentioned a couple of times uh, now recent uh, in this conversation this word empathy, and I know that's a very integral part of um your process here now to the audience out there who not who might not have a handle on empathy you know can you kind of share with us what what empathy is for you and and how it plays out in your uh, compassionate communication yeah empathy to me is is it's like a deep understanding what another person might be going through that's that's all it is is that that deeper understanding it's mm-hmm. not feeling the feelings, it's not doing this, doing that, just that really nice understanding of, of what the other person is really going through. Awesome. And you know, I, uh, not to cut you off, I, I kind of experienced this um, the other day. I was out shopping and, you know, the sales representative was really nasty towards me and my instinct, you know, was, you know, I'm going to report her to her supervisor. You know, I don't come in here and pay my money for this kind of treatment. Um, but I, I didn't do anything at that time. Something held me back. And I, I was lingering around the area where she was working. And I happened to overhear her talking to another coworker and come to find out, you know, she had um, she was going through a situation where she was about to lose her home and she was really frustrated and, you know, she didn't know where to turn. And I, I kind of had that moment of, you know, Lana, what if you had a lashed out at this person and not, you know, been empathetic to there might be something else that's causing her to be a little hostile towards you right now, you know, just kind of. See if you could put yourself in her situation, why she might be uh, projecting this kind of behavior to you. So um, I, I can first, I can see where, you know, being empathetic towards others will really 
kind of tailor a lot of your, not only your communication, but your interactions with other individuals that, um, you know, will give you a whole new, you know, make a whole bunch of light bulbs come on for you in your life. Yeah, you know what? You're doing this show for me because you're telling me, <laughs> really, it's, it's, it's nice to hear this because mm-hmm. that's taking a second out before you express yourself, before you empathize with another person. You're going back into yourself and you're thinking about this other person. That's called silent empathy. But you're also going into self-empathy where you're you're thinking about this other person and what they're wanting, what they're needing, and you're connecting with them even before you even say a word to them. Awesome. Okay. Empathy. So that's another thing that we we have to get a handle on as far as this um, compassionate communication is concerned, empathy. But there's another part, and I think we've been touching on this, um, is expressing. And and what part or what role does that play in um, compassionate communication? Well, first, I want to give you some gratitude, first of all, because (laughs) hearing this, and this is part of nonviolent communication, is this? part of gratitude of saying, yeah, you did a nice job empathizing with this person, all right? But we go deeper, and we use our values and our needs, and that's very important with nonviolent communication, compassionate communication. So I want to say that when you did that with this other person, I, I enjoyed the closeness and just the participation of you connecting with this other person. So oh. it's nice to hear that. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm laughing because you felt pretty good when I said that, right? Yes, awesome. You know, I mean, because a lot of times we do kindness, we express, project kindness to other individuals, and it doesn't come back to us. So, you know, you, you can kind of lose faith that, you know, I'm, I'm doing the good stuff. I'm, I'm walking the good walk. And so when somebody says, hey, you know, you, you're okay. Keep on doing what you're doing. It's, it's, it's a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling. So um, gratitude is always, and no matter who it comes from, gratitude is just always a wonderful thing. Okay, but you heard where I went with that. I went into the values that were met for me. Mm. From, your, from what you did, that's that's the gratitude. That's the power of what you heard from me. Is I awesome. said you, you you built my need for closeness and participation with this other person and connection, mm-hmm. and that warms my heart. It warms your heart. It warms the heart out of your listeners too. Oh yes, the same thing. So, so I just wanted to share that because. Gratitude is very important, but it's also very important to use these values and these needs that, that I have a list in front of me. You can get this list if you go to my website, greatgoodfriends.com, and just print that and put it by your phone because you can use it all the time. It's just mm-hmm. amazing. Gratitude. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> and, I, you know, I, I have this list like I said, by my phone, and really, I look up and I say, well, they're really meeting my needs for, you know, uh, just talking to me, and that's meeting my needs. I look at the list, and I go, oh, yeah, closeness, connection, and and I say that. I say, that's it. That's what you're meeting my needs. Thank you. And that's, 
just goes on and on and builds our energy up to a, a great state. I mean, that's how I got into nonviolent communication is somebody says, wow, you came over here and you're, you met my needs for connection and, and being closer. And I really enjoyed that. And my ego went skyrocket. <laughs> Rick was feeling pretty good about Rick. Now, you mentioned how you got into uh, nonviolent communication. Were you always uh, the warm and fuzzy guy, or is it something you transitioned into? Did you always communicate uh, like this? That's pretty bad. That was bad. <laughs> that was bad news. I mean, really, I tried to fix everybody I met. I said, you know what you need to do? And at one time, a girl I was dating said, you just don't listen to me. I go, well, I'm telling you what you need to do. She goes, uh-huh. Rick, you're not listening to me. I said, I'm trying to help you, you know. <laughs> what I'm doing is I'm trying to help myself. Uh-huh. It's something that's uncomfortable. So I said, oh, I need to fix this person. And they don't want to be fixed. They mm-hmm. want to be heard and listened to. Yeah, it's funny. She kept on saying what she she wanted from you. You're not listening to me. You're not listening to me. And in turn, you still weren't listening to her when she was saying, you're not listening to me. Well, I didn't understand where I, <laughs> where I could go until, you know, I saw Marsha Rosenberg came to town. And I said, I don't want to go to this, but I will because this person says I don't listen to her. <laughs> so I don't understand that, but I'll, you know, and I learned, first off, don't fix. Stop mm-hmm. fixing unless the person asks for it. So listen first, and then ask if you can help or make a story or tell a story about something that I did to fix the problem. But I need to, you know, listen first and then ask and ask. Don't just inflict the, uh, you know, my my conversation into it. Okay. Awesome, awesome. Well, Ricky, I want you to hang in there with me. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll talk some more about compassionate communication. Welcome back to Don't Box Me In. Here's your host, Lana Reed. Hello, 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 and welcome back. Today I am talking to the author of I Hear You, But Communication and Listening Skills, Tips for Improving All Relationships, Mr. Rick good friend and it's all about compassionate communication today and uh rick i wanted to uh ask you uh you you say in your um on your website that there are four ways that we disconnect relationships by using everyday language um and we actually think and you kind of touched on this before you you went we went to break um where we actually think we're helping somebody or we're trying to help somebody, but we're actually breaking down the communication instead of, you know, our intended purpose, which was to heal or resolve the situation. What are these uh, four ways that we disconnect our relationships by the way we talk? There's more than four, but I use blame. I said this before, uh, blame, shame, uh, fear, guilt. We put that into our conversation and we lose the other person. Okay, so gone. There's during the defensiveness, and the connection is gone. What I want to do is use these the needs, uh, the values of another person, and connect with the question of empathizing with them, and and that's the 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 main way to connect and build this trust with another person. Okay, so we're going to recap, and so we're going to empathize instead of blaming, shaming, using fear, or um, 
guilt. So um, I'm just trying to make sure I'm, I'm clear. So when you were giving the, the example before break about you were in the relationship with the uh, girlfriend in the past and she was saying, you're not listening to me, you're not listening to me, would that be an example of um, maybe like the guilt part? How were you communicating dysfunctionally with her? Well, I was trying to give her advice. Okay. That's another way of, of giving advice without being asked is they're not ready for that. They're not ready. You know, first they need to be heard and understood. And, again, I'll ask them, would you like to hear a story? You know, after I'll emphasize, and I might emphasize saying, oh, I guess you need more uh, financial stability in your life. And they might say yes or they might say no. You know, it's a question. Mm-hmm. Question. So, so I'm not going for, you know, I would like to be right, correct, with what they're going through, but it might be totally like, they might even say, no, I want to have more fun in my life. You know, <laughs> I, I'm worried about these bills and everything, and 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 I would like to have, you know, go out and tonight and to my friend's place, and I'm not, because I'm worried about my bills and paying my taxes or paying this or paying that. So I go, oh. Mm-hmm. Well, I know a friend who can help you. I would say, oh, so you're wanting more fun. That, that, I got that. And that's a question, too. So, okay. And then they might even say, well, it's fun, but then, you know, I just want some respect, some self-respect, too. Then okay. I'm dealing with this stuff. And so it's going deeper, and we're going deeper and deeper. And eventually I might ask her, you know, would you like to hear a story of how I dealt with it? Yes or no. You know, there's a whole process in this. And you were talking about expressing too. So I would like to touch on that eventually because that's really important part of what we teach. Okay. Well, let's talk about that now. So where does expressing play into compassionate communication? Well, I think it's, I laugh, but I have to say it's emotional freedom. Okay. This is freedom that we have when we get our stuff out and we say it honestly. And then what happens is the other person, that's their responsibility to reply. Mm-hmm. But the way to do it is we make sure that we've been heard and understood uh, first. Mm-hmm. So I might say, you know, this guy sat next to me at a party and uh, it was a party, it was a workshop. And, uh, he was smelling of this cologne. Mm. You know, I, I don't know how many times that happened to you, but I mean, <laughs> he was freaking, you know. <laughs> the whole bottle, instead of one or two squirts, he put on the whole bottle. Amen. And you got <laughs> it. You got it. And I'm very susceptible to that stuff. And, you know, we all are, I think. And mm-hmm. So uh, I, I said to her, this person next to me, and she knew that. Nonviolent communication. She knew how it worked, sort of. I said, "Well, I'm going to express myself. You know, if this stuff is really bothering me." She goes, "Oh no, you're going to hurt his feelings." I go, mm-hmm. "Whoa, whoa, we don't. You know, you know, feelings are another person's thing. It's mm-hmm. not mine. So I'm not responsible for his feelings." She goes, "Oh, I don't believe you're going to do that." I go, <laughs> "Well, that's that's what we do. That we accept. Mm-hmm. We we." Uh, express honestly to somebody and then we asked how do you feel about that so I, I went to him and I said you know your cologne it, it's really coming through and I'm allergic to it and I'm 
sitting here. I was here, you know, before anybody else, and I, I'm very comfortable where, where I am. Would you be willing to move to the other side of the room? Mm-hmm. So he looks at me he's like he's going to kill me. <laughs> he and he just like let's go, you know, let's go of his body, like he's relaxing. He goes, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll move over there. So, so I don't see him until later, and I went up to him, and I go, how was that for you? You know, and that's one of the questions we want to ask him, how is this for you? And, and But he came back real quick, and he said, you know, I'll move over. And so mm-hmm. I went back to him, and I asked him, how was that for you? He says, well, I went to the restroom, and I washed it all off. Oh. I, I, I thought I put too much on, but I wasn't sure. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you for being honest. Oh. So that's one of the ways that, you know, another time uh, I was at the beach here, I'm about three minutes from the beach, and I was walking on the the boardwalk, and somebody almost hits me with their fishing rod. Mm -hmm. So it's three guys who are drinking beer, and and (laughs) something came out, the old Rick came out, he said, <laughs> the old Rick. He said, stupid. I go, mm. oh, my God, what did I just say? <laughs> one of the guys turns around and says, you calling me stupid? And I thought about it. I go, I'm, I'm going to die right here. <laughs> and so I just said, I did the, we call it Offner, Observation Feeling Needs Request. Okay. And that's what I'm using when I express. So... I said, you know, when I saw the rod coming back, okay, that's the observation. We could all agree about that. Mm-hmm. I was scared. Okay, there's the feeling. Mm-hmm. I was worried about my, what, my safety. Yes. And I look at him, and I'm looking at him, and I'm ready for the request, which would be, could you tell me what you heard me say, or how do you feel about what I just said? Before I got to that, he said, Oh, I understand. I watch him from now on. He's a new fisherman. Oh. Holy cow, you know. And I was shocked because that was like the first time I actually used what I was teaching. (laughs) It worked. It worked. This stuff worked. It was amazing. Awesome way to diffuse the situation. Now, let's, let's, let's be... Realistic here, Rick. Now, let's say Lana spends, you know, a lot of time hanging out with Rick and she learns, you know, compassionate communication and she takes it in, you know, her day-to-day life as she's out here in this world. And there are going to be people that I run into that no matter how I try to nonviolently communicate with them and be empathetic with them, um, their nature is just defensive and hostile and, and bitter and angry. Um, none of none of my teachings will work. How do you how do you navigate through those types of, of communication um, situations and scenarios? Yeah, you're talking about my mother. So. <laughs> She's the first one I tried this on and when I told her I'm taking classes in this communication and she goes, oh, and that was the last time we communicated really well until she was feeling the trust mm-hmm. and the authenticity that I was giving her. And I was trying to, you know, communicate a different way. 
Mm-hmm. But what I will do is if somebody's angry, I would just empathize and empathize and do it in a different way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'll still do the questions, but it's, it's more when somebody feels this, what I'm doing, and, and you don't have to use that word empathy, that trust just automatically builds up eventually. Mm-hmm. You know, it might take two or three, four or five times to empathize, but then they just, they love it. They don't know what, what you're doing. Don't don't tell them what you're doing, but just say, like, I'm trying to communicate and com- connect with you. And, and I know, you, and I guess there's a lot of anger with you right now. And they might say, yeah, there's a lot of anger. And, and they might say, you know, you're right. It's not about you. It's about this, 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 like that woman that you saw. Mm-hmm. So, same thing. They'll, they'll go deeper and figure it out that it's not you. It's about something else that was going on in their lives. Mm-hmm. And they're going to, like, just, I hate to latch on to you, but they'll really say, oh, uh, let's have more of this conversation because it's great. Mm-hmm. So eventually mm-hmm. they will mellow out. They will calm down. And it might take three or four times to empathize with them. And you might even get tired, too. You might say, well, I've listened to you for a half hour now, and I need to go. I need to, you know, take a break, mm-hmm. but I'll talk to you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And they might have some more, and they might want to go deeper. And you just have to be honest, too. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have any more energy right now. You might have it tomorrow. but Or they might need to see a therapist. We're not therapists. We're more, I guess we're healers. Mm-hmm. So is it is it okay to just you know you said you might get tired you might get drained is it okay to just throw your hands up and like look I'm just really tired of this and I just can't deal with you anymore and I'm just going to leave you where you're at and we're just going to not communicate because you're here and I'm here and it's just it's just not healthy we're not going to communicate or do you just keep on you know let me try this angle or let me just keep on trying to you know connect with you until you do receive my communication well again I would be honest which you are but we were going to talk a different language I'll use nonviolent communication with them I might say my observation you mm-hmm. know I'm really tired right now I've been listening to you for a half hour okay, okay. my feeling is I'm really exhausted I had a rough day already today and then I'm needing some rest would you be willing then I go to my request would you be willing to meet me tomorrow for a half hour? Or would you be willing to find somebody else to listen to you? Which they won't, not in this way. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, but you look for the strategies to meet your needs. And okay. you also the way of saying no to a person without saying no is you're using your needs, your want, what you're wanting, you're wanting some rest. And you say, would you be willing to find somebody else to listen to you? That's the okay. way we say no in nonviolent communication. We we express our needs, and then we try to meet the other person's needs, too. Okay. But okay. in a way, that's going to help me, and it's going to help you. Okay. I like that. I mean, because, I mean, me, uh, by nature, I'm I'm a very nurturing person, and it's very difficult for me at times to just 
give up on a person. So this this tool to say, okay, let me tell this person, I've given you all I can today. Let me regroup, rejuvenate myself, and I will I will come back to you to try to you know connect with you some other way. I I kind of I like that option because I I really hate um, to not be in a place where. I'm not giving my best to a person and, and, you know, to allow myself to say, Lana, it's okay to take a break and, and continue on. Oh, yeah. I really, I really like that. So Rick, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Hang in there with me. We'll be right back right after this. Let's return to don't box me in with your host, Lana Reed. Well, back, back today. I'm hanging out with Mr. Rick. Good friend. He is the author of the book, I Hear You But, Communication and Listening Skills, Tips for Improving All Relationships. And uh, once again, we're talking about compassionate communication. Now, Rick, um, in your book, one of the things that you, uh, one of the communication tips that you talk about, and there are a hundred and how many tips in your book? Uh, over a hundred. I think a hundred and two or three. I don't know. <laughs> a lot, okay. So uh, one, of the tips, one of the tips that you have is this, what is my intention? Why is intention so important when it comes to communication? Yeah, your intention, I think, is a, your plan. You know, why you want to uh, communicate with this person and, and just what you want to say to them, how you're going to meet your needs. You might just want to go out for coffee and get deeper with this person. That would be my intention. Or you're in a courtroom. I had a, a, my attorney friend use these skills on a judge and turned the whole case around. I mean, it's mm-hmm. amazing. You know, because the judge was going to throw my attorney in, in jail and the attorney, my, the attorney said, I guess you just want to respect and to be heard in your courtroom. Mm-hmm. The judge said, yes. That's what I want. And he just laid off my lawyer and went went after the other guy. <laughs> so it just brings the emotional freedom. We were talking about saying no. And isn't that a, a way of having more freedom is, is really saying your honest no to a person? Mm-hmm. But, but yet still looking at them and saying, I can't do it, but maybe we can do it tomorrow. Maybe this. Other person who's a friend of mine is sitting down with us. Maybe you can listen. You know, it's it's up to you. You know, it's your choice. But that's okay. the way that we can express ourselves and get our no out and then just go on to more of life. Okay. So um, I want to kind of hone in or talk about this intention thing some more. So let me give you the example or the scenario. Let's say Rick is working with a husband and wife and they are going through some trials and tribulations when they come to you seeking your assistance. And the, they're talking to you and the wife's intention in her communication, because she's mad and she's frustrated, her intention is to lash out and, and, and cause anger in her husband. So she might say things like, you know, I, I never liked your your mother or something like that. So you, Rick, how is it that you adjust her communication and adjust her intention so that her relationship can heal and grow? How would you navigate that? Well, I'm not going to change her. I'm going to go. I'm going to go right into empathy, Mm -hmm. empathizing with this person, 
and I might go need to go into self empathy while she's ranting and raving, mm-hmm. you know. But I might be saying, "Well, I need some more respect here. I need to be able to communicate with this person." You know, I might go and and just go deep into what I'm wanting while she's talking, and she might think I'm listening, but I'm really giving myself empathy and mm-hmm. trying to stay stay where I'm at, and then I can come back and give this person empathy back. You know, it's like I'm relaxing myself instead of getting outraged and going mm-hmm. after the other person. Mm-hmm. You can't talk to me like that. It's not going to help. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'll, I'll stop and I'll just say, wow, Rick, you just want more respect. You want to be heard. Ah, okay. Right. <laughs> just doing that in a role play w- was great, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I say, I just want to listen to her. Okay. Okay, my intention is to, to hear her right now. Okay, and then I'll listen. I said, yeah, it sounds like you're wanting more respect right now. And she'll go, yeah, yeah. I mean, I did that in a, uh, a hotel where these two people were arguing, the manager and the, the uh, customer. And I went up to the, the customer, and I just said, it sounds like you really want to be heard right now. Mm-hmm. And he looks at me, and he, he goes, yeah, yeah. And he just relaxed. Like, they <laughs> they relaxed. And I did that to the manager. And I guess you just want some respect about what that you're trying to help this man. And she says, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And she relaxed. It was just, it, it's amazing to me. I mean, I've been doing this 12 years, but it, you hear the passion in my voice. I love this. Yeah. Because it works. It works so well. I bet you people love seeing you come. Some people do. <laughs> Some people do, right? They're like, oh, no, there comes this guy again. He's going to tell me about I need to talk to people. And But I would, I would say, okay, here comes Rick to save the day. You know, me and you are not, you know, communicating well. So here's the third party to kind of get in here and show us how we should uh, be talking so that we can have better interactions with each other. So, you know, I, I would think that you're a welcome sight for many. Well, so many. One guy, one person wanted to kill me. Because he's, <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. It gives me chills just to think about it. But mm. he says, Rick, I just want to tell you. And wow. And he's that type, of, that type of person that would do that. And I go, what happened? He goes, well, you went too deep with me. Mm. You went deeper than I wanted to go. I go, wow. Anyways, I took off. I didn't know how to deal with that at the time. Mm-hmm. But... uh that was something that, you know, you get you get deeper with another person. You have to be sensitive to it because empathy does that. It builds that trust, you know, mm-hmm. trust. But some people don't want to go deep, you know, really at, the, at one time like that. I mean, that was a scary situation for him, too. Yeah. I mean, I guess I can understand because depending on somebody's background and, and where they're at in life, by the time they get to Rick, trust could be a very key issue for them. You know, you never know how much of their trust has been broken repetitively over time. And, you know, here you have some uh, stranger kind of pulling at your heartstrings and building that trust. And wait a minute, oh, I've been, I've been uh, disillusioned before about this whole trust thing. So I can, I can see somebody internally struggling with, you know, I like the way it feels, but wait a minute, I remember how it feels when I didn't have this trust kind of, situation yeah. yeah that's what happened he went back in time and but other people 
they, you're right. They love me because they come <laughs> over there. They don't know what I'm doing with them, you know, but they love it. They love to talk to me, and they go deeper and deeper, and, and sometimes I have to, you know, say no to them and say, would you like to do this another time, or or I might just not have coffee with them again, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, it, it depends on what I want, too. Mm-hmm. My, my needs are important. They're that's what we're all doing is trying to meet our needs all the time, our values. So uh, I did say before, you can get this needs, this value sheet on my website, rickgoodfriend.com, and just put it by your phone. It's, it's just so helpful to have when you're in a conversation. So on your needs list, um, actually you have two lists on your website. There's a, a needs list and a... Um, a feelings list, and they both tie into each other. But um, you, you touched on this briefly. What kinds of things are on your needs list? Oh, let me see. Uh, connection, acceptance, affection, authenticity, choice, freedom, independence, uh, sexual freedom, awareness, celebration of life, challenge, clarity. I mean, it, it just goes on and on, and you know, and that's some of the needs. Okay, and how? We, go ahead. No, I was going to say, how does that play into your feelings list? Well, what happens is ninety percent of this connection with another person is with your needs, your values. Ten percent is with feelings. So I might go and empathize with needs maybe three or four times. And then okay. I go to a feeling, say, oh, it sounds like you're unhappy, or sounds like you're getting happy, or, you know, you're wanting more fun in your life. You know, I go back to it. I'm so used to using the needs and values, that's automatically where I go. <laughs> it's, it's become a great habit. Mm-hmm. You know, I've relearned how to communicate. But our feelings are built on our needs, whether mm-hmm. our needs are, are met or satisfied or our needs needs are not. Mm-hmm. So if I'm happy, it probably means that my need for uh, rest and sleep is being met. Okay. If, I'm, if I'm not happy, it means that I'm, I'm not meeting my needs for rest or sleep, you know, or trust. If my need mm-hmm. for trust is not being met, my feeling is what? Is pretty not, uh, not being very happy. Yeah. Frustrated. But frustrated. It is. You know, right now I trust you. I'm enjoying our conversation. So my my energy level is high. So my needs, I'm being very happy, very happy right now. Likewise, like and I have to uh, see. Um, I'm gonna have to go over the needs list on break, and then I'll be able to say, okay, I'll come back and say we. I've met <laughs> this feeling. You know, my time with Rick. You know, I'm I'm happy and overjoyed, and um, you know, I don't know if there's a. Uh, feeling for you know um, st- intellectually stimulated because of the conversation because you're meeting my my needs in, in so, so many different areas and I have to go through the needs list and see which one of those are but I can see where they all kind of tie in together. All right, but well, you're going to go over the list. So when we come back, you tell me one one need that was met. We'll see how they work. Okay, so I'm going to go over the needs list. We're going to go to commercial break, and I'll be right back. Welcome back to Don't Box Me In. Here's your host, Lana Reed. 
welcome back. Welcome back to Don't Box Me In. Today I'm hanging out with Mr. Rick Goodfriend. He is the author of I Hear You But, Communication and Listening Skills, Tips for Improving All Relationships. And before the commercial break, um, I was given the task to go over his needs list and uh, and tell him uh, what needs that our interaction, for me personally, what needs uh, are being met. So I, I, I did that during the break, and there's so many, but let me just start rattling off here. We've got discovery, clarity, humor, ease, stimulation, companionship, mutuality, support, mm-hmm. presence, and awareness. Um, those were some of the ones that I found that I'm getting from today's interaction with Rick. And then quickly I went over to the the feelings list. So because of those needs are being met, you know, I'm feeling engaged, exhilarated, hopeful, inspired, excited. So I can see how they tie in uh, to each other. And um, once again, people can, the audience can go and find your needs and feelings list on uh, what website? Give that to us again. Rick, good friend, that's my name, dot com. Awesome, awesome. So I really see just that quick exercise there, um, and, and that took me all of the commercial break there. Um, I, I can really see how, you know, if you take the time and, um, you know, can step back from all of your interactions and say, okay, what needs is this serving for me right now? Um, and, you know, I, I can see where, you know, it could kind of alleviate you spending unnecessary time in situations you probably might need not need to, you know, because if something is not – you know, making you feel, you know, stimulated or bringing you some sort of sense of joy or, or happiness. Why Why would you be there? Wow. I'm just still dealing with your needs that you were said <laughs> met. That was amazing to hear that. See, that's what happens is I just stop and I start thinking about it and it feels great. It just feels so good what you just did. So when you do that, when you do uh, uh, express the need that somebody might have met, just do one or two because they're so powerful. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea why they're so powerful, but they are. They're just one or two needs, and, and wow. <laughs> but you just zapped out like seven or eight. I said, whoa. <laughs> you know, they were all shooting at me. So I'm used to doing that, but it was great. So I forgot what question you asked. But oh, that's uh, all right. You know, I'm going to let you live in the moment of having your your compassionate communication sure. be reflected back to you. I'm pretty sure Rick spends his days giving it to others, so I'm going to let let you you soak in the moment of me giving it back to you for this small moment in time. Hopefully, I'm learning my lessons well today from my teacher here. Yeah, you're great. You're doing great. <laughs> so, meaning, my needs just to be heard and and for your participation. And just to uh, your presence. Your presence is just overwhelming right now. And I'm enjoying that. And it's building me up. And uh, being heard. Being listened to. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So um, before we uh, get out of it, we got a little bit more time left. I want to make sure I cover a few more important points of your compassionate communication. Um, You talk about this concept called giraffe consciousness. Can you tell, tell us what that is? The giraffe is a symbol, a symbol mm-hmm. because the giraffe can see, you know, it's high, so it can see and understand the whole picture. That's mm-hmm. one thing. The giraffe has the largest heart of any animal, so mm-hmm. it gives us, uh, you know, 
does is that we have a big heart. We're trying to uh, be more understanding for another person. Uh, the thing I like is the giraffe eats thorns. Something, mm-hmm. Some plant that's like thorns. Mm-hmm. So that, that to me symbolizes that anybody can say anything to me, and all I'm doing is translating in giraffe language. Giraffe language is empathy. Mm-hmm. And saying, oh, they're wanting more honesty. You want to be heard. Okay. And that calms me down at the same time instead of thinking about what I should say back to them. So mm-hmm. I'm going to ask them, you know, about is that what you wanted or you wanted to be heard right now? Instead of saying, you can't tell me that. You can't say that <laughs> to me. You know? So it just causes me just to change totally differently. And you can tell I love this language. It's a different language, and it takes a while to learn how to do this. You learn fast. You, know, you make a psychological background or something, but you learn really quick. <laughs> Thank you. So a giraffe is what we we should be aspiring to be, right? Everybody wants to be tall and, and look at the whole scene and have a big heart. That giraffes is, is that space we want to live in, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just a symbol. And I even have like a little giraffe tattoo I put on when I do a workshop or something. Ah. To remember for me, because sometimes the student might just have gotten me in a bad place. So I need to empathize and, and do everything that I've talked about today. So I practice this daily. I use this daily. It's really important. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess that's something for the, the, the students out there to, uh, kind of understand does even though you've learned all this and you've been doing this for 12 years now or so um does rick have bad days yeah yeah <laughs> some days i just wake up i say oh i can't say what i say but uh, <laughs> I, I just go wait 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 let's go into giraffe consciousness <laughs> let's think about that yeah yes it's a blue sky i'm appreciative of the sky because it brings beauty to my life you mm-hmm. saw how I said that. I said the ob- yes. observation and then the needs with beauty. So I just awesome. say, yeah, it brings beauty in my life. It brings understanding. Okay, cool. I'm looking at a, a, a acorn tree right now. Same thing. It's bringing beauty and just uh, serenity to me. So it's just, you know, now and when I do that, even though I'm on radio, radio, I can calm down and I'm okay. And, you know, this is like... Like you said before, it's like we're on the couch drinking coffee and relaxing, having tea. So thank two, you. Two new friends just getting to know each other. I I, yeah. I really like that energy there. <laughs> yeah. So I have a couple tips if we have time. Sure. Go ahead, dear. Okay. Um, before, well, here's a few. Before someone wants to listen to you, you know, I said this earlier, it helps to hear them first. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go in and say, you know, express yourself really quick. Then you go into empathy, you know, mm-hmm. after you express, if you want to do it that way. Uh, the intention behind offering others, offering empathy is connection and understanding of the other person. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's what we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, start with giving yourself first aid empathy for calming and understanding. So start really important, start with yourself, you know, first. Before you're going to meet somebody or go into a store or whatever you're going to do, just say, oh, I'm going to the store, I'm going to buy something, 
I hope I get really a nice uh, a nice salesperson uh, because I just want this to be easy easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. yeah, you know. So start with yourself, and and that's, even doing just that, you know, just getting that intention going is just going to make it easier and, and calmer, and, and who knows what might happen. You know, the universe works in various ways. That's so true. If you if you get into the energy, who knows what might happen? What might happen good? You know. Awesome. So, give give yourself some empathy. Hear others first. Um, make that connection. I, I mean, I just, I really, because you know, I think, especially the give yourself some empathy. I think a lot of times we walk into um, situations expecting the worst, and the worst is what we get. So, you know, like you, you gave that uh, scenario of, you know, you, I'm going to walk into the store and I'm going to have a wonderful, you know, interaction with this uh, the salesperson and, and get a deal that I want. So, walk in with that expectation, put that energy into the universe. So, you know, um, you know, I, I think a lot of times one of the tips that I, I use with people when I'm out there, especially in the sales world, is, you know, I will, as the customer, you know, I'll walk up to, hey, how are you doing today? It is a beautiful day. So I'm projecting that positivity, you know, to this person. So I'm already letting you know I'm not a, a terrible customer. I'm not the one that's going to give you the problems or the issues. So you, you don't have to be on the defensive to me. And that kind of takes the, the, the walls down, the barriers between the customer and the the customer servicer, the, takes those barriers down. And I do notice that that's one of the things that you do teach as well as, as customer relations, and we didn't get a time to talk about that today. But, you know, I do like that. Give yourself some empathy first. Um, Rick, we are like at the end of the hour here, and there was so much more I wanted to cover here, but... Um, Let's see here. Once again, before we go, what is uh, the website? You have a couple of websites. Give everybody your website. Okay, it's rickgoodfriends.com. And that way you can download the needs list, which is really, really important to have in front of you as you're mm-hmm. learning this. And I'm still learning it, and stuff still happens. Life is life. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I do is I offer uh, tips every week, brief tips. And you can go to empathyday.com or just my website and, and just click on the link there. And it says empathyday.com, and I send out quick little uh, tips every week just to remind us that we're an empathy day and just to keep it going. Awesome, awesome. I have so enjoyed you today, Rick. That is all for this week's show. I'll be back next week at the same time. Until then, remember when it comes to your dreams, the words can't and won't should never slow you down. There's always space to change and to grow. Don't be boxed in. Live your very best life. I am your host, Lana Reed, and I'll see you all next week.